It's that time, Dostazapod time again, and today we're covering quite a few things, including some interesting news. First up, I'll be talking about Action Figure of the Month 2020. I think I have a decision on this, and it's time to act. Next up will be a breakdown of New York Comic Con activity, which is for the following week. Then we're going to dive into what's going on right now with Patreon. Followed by your Facebook Q&As, and then I'm going to close out this episode with a little spookiness as we get closer to October, which I think is probably my favorite month of the year. Uh, And I'm going to share with you my favorite mythological creature bad guy, because it's going to become relevant at some point in the future. So with that said, Action Figure of the Month 2020, everybody's asking lots of questions about it. Um, So what I'm going to attempt to do is to crowdfund this ourselves without a separate platform, without Kickstarter. So this Monday, uh, the date of which I have to look up because I do not know it off the top of my head, this Monday, September 30th, we're going to begin the enrollment. It's going to be on our store. There'll be a link posted. And we're going to see if together with just our sort of local fans, if we can achieve the goal of $25,000, which will unlock Radic, the Vector Detective, and it will greenlight Action Figure of the Month 2020 as a go. So we're going to attempt to do this ourselves. It's entirely possible we will fail, but that's okay because... I suppose I could always tuck my tail behind my legs and go back to Kickstarter and and do it that way. I would love to see if we are strong enough to get the word out and to push this just ourselves. Because I think that would lead itself to a lot of smaller fundraising projects that we could do together. Um, For example, patrons get to see a lot of prototypes early, so we have this cool diver sculpt that um, everybody wants and I want to make. So if we were able to fund Action Figure of the Month 2020, even just the the first goal, there's no reason we couldn't, sometime before the end of the year, do another small one for something like the diver. And so on and so on. And if we can have a more direct line to the cash and it's more accessible quicker, we could actually start building out a lot of new figures right away. And... um, I think that's pretty exciting, and I think you guys will will think that's pretty exciting too. So um, we're going to test this out. the uh, The app itself was actually created for a toy company. Um, it is a Shopify app, and it is called Crowdfunder DIY Pre Order Crowdfunding. It was developed for the company Factory F C T R Y. Uh, They're based out of Brooklyn. People probably know them for their political action figures that they make. They make um, figures that are cool with a slightly bigger head. Uh, They've made Bernie Sanders. They've made Hillary Clinton. They've made Donald Trump. Um, And while they're not my sort of thing, they are pretty well-made figures. I did pick up the Bernie Sanders one, and uh, I I like the stuff they do. So they approached a uh, tech company or tech person and ask them to develop something for Shopify that would allow them to essentially run Kickstarters without Kickstarter. And um, so far, I've really liked this software. It looks just like a regular item page on our store. 
but there's a little bar that shows you how much people have contributed in order to unlock the the goal so i'm very excited to see if this will work what i would ask from you guys is um one if you can contribute great and if you can help us unlock radic and potentially some other stuff that's great too i'd be really excited for that to happen um if you're not in a position to contribute you can actually be of even more help by spreading the word about Action Figure of the Month being open for enrollment. Um, that is uh, that is going to be the crucial part because without Kickstarter, we are definitely going to miss out on some organic discovery of new people. Um, now, I would say, if I had to make a guess here, I would say that our past Kickstarter, we had about, I would say, 10% new customers. Um, but a portion of those new customers that sort of organically discovered us on Kickstarter, a, a large portion of them had uh, actually ended up pulling out pledges by the end of the campaign, or they had denied pledges, or they're one of the stubborn two or three people that never provided an address or answered a survey or provided me with any means in which to contact them or get them their gifts. So that 10% is probably more like 5%. And out of that 5%, how many of them were sort of long-term sustained customers? I, I don't know. So this is going to be a very interesting experiment. I am fully prepared to fail miserably at this. Uh, and I'm going to see if we can collectively fund this and we can get the word out and we can be a more important engine than something like Kickstarter, which takes a huge chunk out of uh, the money that's raised. Now, many people have asked, what does this mean for Backer Kit, which is our sort of post-campaign special store just for backers with long asked-for items? Uh, and my answer is I don't know. We could still have a Backer Kit even without a Kickstarter, just utilizing this crowdfunder thing on Shopify. But this begs the question, do we need a Backer Kit if we successfully fund and we have everybody all in one place? Couldn't I just put up additional SKUs that are only for backers and have things in there, you know, much like last year's backer kit store, which features things like the Mortal, I shouldn't say Mortal Kombat, the uh, Mortal Kombat homage, Device Ninja 3-pack, things like that. Uh, if we fully fund, I don't know that we need a backer kit, so we may just do those bonus items on the store regularly. I do have a whole small army of bonus items already uh, written out. I do have to sort of create the art and mechanicals for them. But uh, I do have my post-campaign game plan already set up. So there will be some very cool, most requested figures um, making their debut there. So um, I don't really have a co cohesive answer on backer kit at this point. Just hang in there and let's get through this first part. Let's see if this experiment will work. And if it doesn't, uh, I'll pivot quickly and we'll work out a new strategy. But uh, be prepared for Monday. If you can put up some cash, please do. And if you can spread the word, even better. And if you can do both, then you're a golden god as far as I'm concerned. Um, so that pretty much brings us up to speed on Action Figure of the Month 2020. As far as Action Figure of the Month 2019 goes, as I have announced, all of the packages have left. 
they are on their way to you guys. By the time you hear this, you might actually have a package in the mail. Um, this was a difficult month to fulfill, although I guess they all have been. Um, my fear is some people are going to get these on October 1st or October 2nd, which really defeats the purpose of shipping things out, uh, you know, once a month. So I do apologize if anybody catches this on the early side of October. It was not my intention, but as usual, it seemed like everything was working against us with customs and shipping and last-minute revisions and things like that. Um, but uh, everything has left the building prior to the end of September. A little closer than I would have liked. Uh, the good news is October, we should be able... We're on track to fulfill smack dab in the middle of October. So hopefully by the 15th, those are out the door or starting to arrive. Uh, I'm not wasting any time in sort of packing these up. I want to get them to you guys right away. October has a little extra bonus in it, and I will talk about that at the end of this Dostazapod, because it does necessitate a little bit of an explanation. I think people might scratch their heads when they get it. Um, so that should bring us totally up to date on Action Figure of the Month for 19 and for 20, and I am excited and exhausted for it. And thank you guys for the outpouring of support on Patreon when I was sort of going through the motions of how do we fund this thing. I got great feedback and unanimous support, and I really appreciate that. Moving on to the next topic, New York Comic Con. We got a lot going on. We are actually going to be at the show. Uh, not often that me and Nikki make it to New York Comic Con. Um, we will be at Gotcha Robots booth, number 682. As of right now, we have a signing scheduled for noon on Friday, but we will be there sort of before and after, and we'll be popping in and out of the booth throughout the show. So um, your best shot to catch up with us is going to be Friday at noon at booth 682. This is next Friday, by the way. And um, if uh, you're not going to be there on Friday, just drop us a note or reach out to Nikki on the Toy Pete's Instagram, and we'll try to coordinate with you. So we'd love to see everybody. On sale at the Gotcha Robot booth will be the two 8-inch Mega Knights that debuted at Superfest last weekend. Um, this is the Tiffany Blue Mega Knight and the Soundwade Mega Knight. Uh, both are fan favorites. I sent a couple pieces to Superfest ahead of time to debut, and we'll have our we'll have some inventory at the booth. And we will make these two styles available online in our store um, in October. So just be patient if you can't attend New York Comic Con. You will still get a crack at it. There will be another 4-inch Night of the Slice figure available at Gotcha Robot, booth number 682. This is a first-to-market debut, meaning that this will be people's first opportunity to buy the figure. Um... I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to ruin it for you, but this is a combo figure, so it does include another item, which I think people are going to like. Um, so uh, without ruining it, just pay attention to all our normal social media channels, and you should start to see the announcement for that. Um, going on over at Super 7's booth is the Worst X Knights of the Slice 2-pack. This is our second edition uh, real heads know about our first edition, which was the Firefight Vector Jump. And um, 
that was a really fun and the uh, black falcon figure that was a really fun pack to design this one i think is even better it has some beautiful artwork from Irwin papa and uh they will be selling it for 35 dollars. i do believe they will make it available after the show i don't think they're going to sell out although it's entirely possible um so make sure you if you're attending the show you hit up super seven and if you pick one up and bring it to our signing on Friday at noon. We'll, uh, me and Nikki will definitely desecrate that with some graffiti. Moving on, Patreon. Uh, we've had a nice rally this week on Patreon. I think part of it was the Japan coverage. People wanted to see what was going on. We had a bunch of people join up. Uh, we're floating around 109 people right now, which is fantastic. Um... At the end of every month, sort of, some people drop off and some new people sign up. So, it's kind of an up and down. Um, so, uh, that's just kind of the nature of Patreon. But, I mentioned Patreon because today, or, let's see, if you're hearing this Friday, yesterday, I launched a brand new pre-order just for patrons. This is a, <laughs> this is a really cool pack. Um... It's a combo. It's, uh, I don't think it's fan requested, but it's something that people have been driven insane about. And I'm just going to read some of the comments without telling you what it is and see if you can get a feel for the positivity this seems to evoke in people. Holy gods, yes. Very nice. Jesus. Love these. Holy crap. Wow, with um, surprise, three surprise emojis. These look incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love the new heads. I don't want to give that one. I don't want to read that one. That's going to ruin something. Oh my God, these are sick. So um, that should give you a little bit of a insight to the enthusiasm and excitement that's happening on the Patreon right now because of this pre-order. The pre-order is only available to patrons. These figures will make it into the store eventually, probably in a month's time or so. Um, they are not stateside yet. They are landing, I think, after New York Comic Con, and they'll be dispatched shortly thereafter. So the patron, the Patreon continues to sort of serve up early sneak previews and pre-orders that people seem to be very excited about. So um, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, why don't you consider checking this out? Because I think you might want this new pre-order. It is proving to be very popular indeed. Um, so that's Patron. And what I'm going to do now is move on to your question and answers from Facebook. And first up is Toy Pizza. And they ask, New York Comic Con, what are you excited for? Honestly, I'm most excited to just hang out with Nikki Funk. Um... You know, he's a, he's a family man now, and he's moved away, and we don't get a ton of time together, and I value when we do get to hang out, and New York Comic Con seems like a perfect venue to do that. So I'm most excited about seeing Nicky, and I hope I get to see the rest of his family too, even if it's brief. And then second to that would be going to Gun Bay. Charlie Wrighton says, if money was not a factor, what would, what would be your dream release? This is such a, <laughs> a massive and expansive question, and I love it. I don't think there's a right answer. But the thing that popped into my head was um, I want to do all the obscure 
video game characters from like the NES and 16-bit era. Um, you know, stuff like Bionic Commando and eSWAT and just all this stuff that doesn't make any financial sense. That's what I want to do. I want to do all these weird, obscure video game characters. Um, part of Radic is the idea that he is an amalgamation of all these early video game characters. You know, he's Bad Dudes, he's uh, Vice Project Doom, he's TNC Surf Design. He's all of those rolled into one. And so I feel like I get to scratch the itch a little bit by doing Radic and all his color variants that I have planned. Um, but um, I do want to do official ones too. You know, not unlike what they do at Wonderfest where it's sort of like one day kits that they release um so that would be my dream to do uh actually if i even got even more specific i think another dream would be resident evil 4 figures i would love to do that i I would also say that dark souls mega merge figures were a dream of mine and they are coming true so don't give up on your dreams kids travis goldberg says is the current plan for hacker man to come with additional parts to make slasher man also, will Shikan possibly appear in Action Figure of the Month 2020? So to answer your first question, with every character in Action Figure of the Month 2020, there's a standard character, and then there's their bonus parts that get unlocked. Um, we saw this with Device Ninja, right? We unlocked Device Ninja, and then his bonus caliber kit got unlocked. Um, I believe that... Oh yeah, a Desert Rat originally just had one head, and we unlocked his bonus head, which was of Matt Dowdy, or the the corridor as he's called um so that's the same sort of premise we're going on at twenty-five thousand, radic gets unlocked at twenty-seven thousand or whatever the goal is his bonus parts get unlocked by the way radic's bonus parts are going to blow your fucking mind this is going to be the coolest thing ever honestly so hacker man would get unlocked ideally and then shortly thereafter in a sort of uh, a interim goal his slasher man counterpart pieces would get unlocked. Um, I have a lot of stuff I want to do with Hackerman as well. He is our sort of army builder, so um, he's going to be a character that you're going to want a lot of multiples of, and we're going to do a lot of different cool design work with. Moving on to Justin Scottum, any chance there will be Friday product showings of the Vice and Rebel Knights uh, synth at New York Comic Con? No. They're not quite ready yet, but we are still discussing and working on how to get these guys to market. It's not going to happen before 2020. Um, So just uh, keep that in mind. It is still alive. It is still ongoing. If you guys want to see these, I'd recommend posting on the Thousand Toys uh, Facebook group that, you know, these are important figures and you want them to make them. And I'm pretty confident we will get to them. It's just going to take a while. Quentin Russo says, Bosk Hyper Knight, green, yellow, white outfit. Just throwing it out there. I try to stay away from Marvel or Star Wars, but this would be great. I, I like Bosk's color scheme, and he was one of my more favorite toys as a kid. Um, but I don't I don't have any plans for that. And I don't know how captivating of an idea it is for me personally. Um, but I will add it to the list of things that people have requested. Oh, and uh, just to go back, sorry. I forgot the second part of Travis Goldberg's question. Will Shikan possibly appear in Action Figure of the Month 2020? Um, I I don't have plans for him currently, but I am open to the idea, assuming Robert wants him in there. 
And also, it would be predicated on how successful the next Yeti release is. Uh, which is happening very soon, by the way. So when the Yeti figure, the carded figure, goes up for sale, you guys got to make sure to support that and, and buy it. And if there is a good demand for that and his next couple styles sell well, uh, I would absolutely consider Shikan being in, you know, Action Figure of the Month again. Um, but Shikan's fate, whether he's a one-series release or if he lives a long life is really up to you guys so if the demand is there we'll make more uh jonathan david kroger says what is the status of shikan within knights of the slice canon is the character merely a license for toy pizza or does he officially exist in the world of knights of the slice he officially exists in the world of knights of the slice there is a comic on the back of the shikan carded figure that explains how these characters meet and uh i will say no more than that Travis McLarson says, any plans for more Draculizer collabs? Um, nothing, uh, yeah, like, I, you know, I'd always work with Michael anytime he wants to. We don't have anything on deck, but he has an open invitation. Anytime he submits something, I'd be happy to uh, take it up and see if I can make it real. James Davis asks a great question. How do you feel about characters in suits, tuxedos, etc.? Any chance of ever doing one? Uh, yes, one is being sculpted right now as we speak by Erwin Papa. That does not, however, mean the figure will get made. We're doing a little test. I'm having him sculpt one. We're going to see how it looks. And if I can find an interesting way to bring it to market, I will. Um, but uh, there is there was a lot of daylight between doing a sculpt and making it come to market now if we nail this fundraising you know directly on the shopify store that would be a great figure to toss up and see if enough people back it in order to unlock it um so you know if this if this all works come monday this might be a good thing to do uh snake pike says will the backer kit be part of action figure of the month this year with pre-orders and whatnot are the larger characters like Slasherman and Raddick going to have Material Boys? Which scope that hasn't had a death colorway would you like to do in that style? So to answer your first question, I spoke a little bit earlier about Backer Kit. Um, the official answer is I don't know. There is a Backer Kit style group of additional figures I want to offer. The question is, do I do that just directly on our store? Or do I do that through Backer Kit? There will be bonus post-campaign stores things i just don't know which avenue i'm getting those to you guys in um are the larger characters like slasher man and radic gonna have material boys absolutely they're gonna have some fantastic material boys as a matter of fact which sculpt hasn't had a death colorway that you would like to do in that style every figure anyone who hasn't had a death sculpt a death a death colorway i want to do a death colorway for it it's just a matter of time and I will say that there will be a death colorway variant that um, is going to be available on the backer kit or post campaign store, wherever that may be. So um, there's at least one coming down the pipe and you guys will be able to sort of put money up and uh, see that happen. Um, so that's our Q&As. Thank you guys for those questions. I just got a little bit distracted because somebody posted, um, which may or may not be viral marketing. I don't want to say. Maybe they were urged to do this. Who knows? 
The Patreon just blew my mind. If you're considering joining, now might be a good time. And I, uh, I uh, totally back that up. Now, did I instruct that person to do that and, and offer him uh, a, sh- a crisp $1 bill? I cannot say. Um, but thank you guys for the questions. Those were pretty damn good ones. So moving on to our final part, the spooky story for today as we gear up for Halloween. By the way, there will be two Halloween-themed figures coming out later in the month after New York Comic Con. These have uh, very, very uh, seasonal decos, although it's not what you're thinking. And um, two different figures. I think you're going to like them. They're, it, they're kind of wacky, but I think that's kind of good. So I wanted to talk in the spirit of the fall and as we move towards Halloween about one of uh, my favorite mythological creatures and something that's sort of like uh, popped into a lot of creative stuff over the years. Although, ironically, I just dug through my big archive of childhood drawings and I couldn't find any artwork of this character, although I know I've drawn him. I, I know there's an MS Paint drawing I did of him. And he has popped into a lot of the stories I've sort of told myself over the years in my comics and things like that. And this character is a character called Redcap. And it's probably one of the more obscure monsters. I believe it's it's sort of from British or Scottish or Irish uh, heritage. And I first found out about Redcap through the Brian Froud fairy books that my parents had. And uh, Brian Froud was really like very popular in the 70s and the 80s most people know him for his work with Jim Henson but he put together these really quite expansive compendiums of sort of mythological creatures and fairies and goblins and things like that and I was simultaneously terrified and captivated by them and in particular Redcap I don't know why but he he just seemed so scary and interesting and he was he was um, depicted as wearing armor pieces and being kind of hunched over and troll-like or goblin-like. And he has this, this bright red cap. And the, uh, the story is that he would sort of dip the cap in the blood of his victims, and that's why it was colored that way. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And, and also totally creepy and totally terrifying. And so um, flash forward, you know, uh, maybe... T- I don't know, five or six years later, and I'm obsessed with Monsters in My Pocket from Mattel. It's a great toy line. And sure enough, there is a red cap figure. And the red cap figure, the way it's positioned, he sort of has his arm arcing up, holding a knife, and I found that he perfectly attached to three and three quarter inches necks. You could kind of put his arm around a figure's neck, and it looked like he was kind of going to slit their throat. And so red cap became this like diminutive sort of uh, plague on my three and three quarter inch action figures, my Star Wars figures and whatnot. He, he sort of terrorized them. And I also came up with this idea that the red cap itself possessed somebody. So if, if they picked up his cap and put it on, they would become the red cap and they would become murderous. And it sort of was like a, a bit of a slasher uh idea within this universe that you know you would become possessed by this article of clothing and and uh instantly being in imbued with the uh psychosis and the power of the red cap and um that idea kind of permeated a lot of different stuff i did but it never 
it hasn't really come back around to the surface, you know, in any of my modern uh, storytelling. Um, I'm also going to post some photos of Red Cap of the Brian Fro drawing, which is really perfect in on the Patreon. And also, um, I, f- I went looking for photos of the Red Cap monster in my pocket figure, and I found a Hakes auction for the the original sculpt, which is very different from the final figure. There's a lot of detail that was missed. There's sort of like droplets of blood on his cap and a different face sculpt altogether. So I'll post that photo as well. Really fascinating sort of peek at final product and, and sort of original sculpt. They call it a tooling model, although I don't believe that is what it is as the the final product is radically different from this sculpt. So I think this was actually an early prototype. I think it's mislabeled there. Um, so I'm telling you this red cap story, one, to get you in the mood for Halloween, but two, because the October action figure of the month is probably not what you think it is, but I did want to do something as a gesture towards Halloween. So I am including two bonus parts that kind of go along with this red cap character. It's sort of a, a soft version of red cap in my universe and um so when you get your figure there will be these bonus parts and i just figured i'd give you guys a heads up so that you know this is you know this is my version of red cap and it can be a halloween costume that that character wears or maybe your storyline is that the possession of the garment does in fact take over the host's brain and and you can have this character or any character in Knights of the Slice sort of become the red cap and you can perpetuate this story uh, for yourself. So uh, I hope you enjoy that and I will do my damnedest to get October Action Figure of the Month out as soon as humanly possible. I don't want to sit on that one. Um, Oh, and I also have Drew Wise working on a nice uh, piece of art for October. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I think that's damn near everything I got to tell you. Thank you guys again for all your patronage. Um, Thank you in particular for allowing me to be able to fly to China to oversee production and then hang around Hong Kong and then go to Japan. I did that with Patreon money and I hope you feel like you got your money's worth. Um, That's about it. That's everything I got. I want to thank you guys very much for uh, tuning in and listening to Dostazapod. And get ready to go on Monday. Let's see how much fundraising we can do just ourselves. And the only thing left to say is pizza out.